A reading from the epistle of Blessed John the Apostle. Beloved, whatever is begotten by God conquers the world. And the conquest that has conquered the world is this faith of ours. Who is the conqueror of the world? None other than he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus Christ is the one who came through water and blood. Not in water only, but in water and in blood. And it is the Spirit that testifies to this, because the Spirit is truth. Thus, there are three who testify to this. The Spirit, and water, and blood. And these three are of one accord. If we accept human testimony, the testimony of God is far better. For God's testimony consists in what he himself has testified about his Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God possesses that testimony in his own heart. Please stand for the Gospel. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. At that time, on the evening of the first day of the week, even though for fear of the Jews, the disciples had locked the doors of the place where they were. Jesus came and stood in front of them. Peace be with you, he said. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. At the sight of the Lord, the disciples rejoiced. Peace be with you, he said to them again. As a father has sent me, so do I send you. After these words, he breathed on them, saying, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive men's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you hold them, they are held fast. It happened that one of the twelve, Thomas, this name means twin, was absent when Jesus came. So the other disciples kept telling him, We have seen the Lord, but he answered them. I'll never believe without first examining the marks of the nails on his hands and putting my finger right into the mark of the nails and my hands into his side. Now, a week later, the disciples were once more in the room. This time Thomas was with them, even though the doors were locked. Jesus came and stood in front of them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he told Thomas, Take your finger and examine my hands. Take your hand and put it into my side. And don't persist in your disbelief. Become a believer. Thomas answered with the words, My Lord and my God. Jesus told him, You have believed because you have seen me. Happy those who have not seen but have believed. Of course, Jesus also performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, signs not written down in this book. But these have been written so that you may have faith that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through this faith, You have life in his name. 
the gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. The resurrection, which we solemnly celebrate for the next 50 days. So it's still very appropriate for us, especially as Catholics, to say and to wish everybody happy Easter. But for, for us as Catholics, as you know, it is more than a day on a calendar, but rather it's an entire season. And the resurrection of our Lord changes absolutely everything. Changes absolutely everything. We have the confidence that our sin no longer has a final word over us. Death has no victory. Death has no sting. And it's not by accident. In this beautiful gospel reading, that's precisely the first gift that our Lord imparts on his priests. Imagine. So we're still in the middle of of the resurrection accounts of our Lord They still don't quite understand what's happening. They're hearing reports. Jesus is raised from the dead. Jesus is here. He's doing all kinds of miracles. And they don't quite, they can't quite comprehend yet. How do we know that? Because look at them. They're locked in a room out of fear. Jesus, the risen Lord, appears suddenly in the midst of them. And the first words out of our Lord's mouth, peace be with you. This is just not a nice phrase like good morning. This is just not a nice phrase to to ask somebody, how are you doing? No, when our Lord here says, peace be with you, he's talking about from the very core of our being, peace. Because the Christian that believes, as we hear in the first reading, and all from the reading of the Apostle John, he says, who is the conqueror of the world? But the one who believes that Jesus Christ is Lord. The conqueror of the world, not mighty armies, not mighty powers, not pharaohs, not Alexander the Great, not whatever political system. Those aren't conquerors. Those are tired empires which come and go. The true conqueror is the one with faith. And oh, when we have that faith, peace reigns within the human heart. The drama continues. As with his disciples now there, Jesus in the midst of them, he says, peace be with you. Now Jesus gives them a mission. As the Father sent me, so do I send you. Receive the Holy Spirit. And those whose sins you you forgive are forgiven. And those sins you retain are retained. My friends, he gives his priests the sacrament of confession as the first gift after the resurrection. Because what is confession? That is where 
the spiritually dead raised. There is no sin that is so ugly, so hideous, that God is not willing to forgive. Hear that again. Because I, I, I speak these words in the face of the constant lies of the evil one, which always resounds in our ears, where he says, be embarrassed of your sin, hide from your sin, you're disgusting and hideous looking because of your sins. Oh, no. Not the conqueror of the world. In one of the most amazing accounts of the power of God's forgiveness, it's a story of a man by the name of Rudolf Hess. Remember this name, by the way. Rudolf Hess. You history nerds may know this name. And you'll see why in a moment. So Rudolf Hess was born in the year 1900 in Baden-Baden, Germany. Raised in a devout Catholic family, his father was ex-military, raised his son in discipline and hard work. He loved his faith growing up, in fact, that he was discerning to become a priest himself. Until sadly, he had a bad encounter with his local pastor. He had felt that somehow this pastor had betrayed his trust. And we're not quite sure exactly what happened, but the effect was the same. The faith that he loved, he began now to be bitter towards it because of this disagreement with this priest. At this time period, a new political movement was stirring in Germany. There was a man rising through the ranks, and he would hold these huge rallies. And it would draw thousands and thousands of people. And this man would speak about the glory of the German people. That he would, if they would follow him, that he would raise up a new German Reich. And it is said from the, those who were present at these rallies that this particular man had the power to intoxicate the masses. He had a way of speaking and moving the crowd. And I think we all know who this man was. Adolf Hitler. Rudolf Hess would attend one of these rallies in Munich. And he was so enthralled with this man, this Hitler, that shortly after with this rally, he formally renounced his Catholic faith, left the faith of his childhood, and embraced the Nazi party. While in the military, Hess was seen as a young man with extreme potential. He quickly rise, raised, uh, moved through the ranks, and eventually from 1940 to 1943, Hess would be assigned to the most brutal concentration camp the entire system of the Nazis, Auschwitz. And we all know what happened in Auschwitz. It was Hess's brutal and efficient idea to use the gas chambers. 
After the war was over, Hess would eventually be captured. And he was sent to Nuremberg, where the trials were for the actions that the Nazi leadership had to, to, to face. And at his Nuremberg trials, it was said that this one man, Rudolf Hess, was responsible for the extermination of three million people. Imagine, one man, three million. Of course, Hess would be convicted, sent to capital punishments, and they returned him back to Auschwitz. When he was there, he feared, because he rightly so, he said, if they send me back to Poland, to the people that I had tortured, whose families and friends still remain there, they're going to enact a revenge against me. But amazingly, the complete opposite happened. Recall now, back in Matthew 5, in the Beatitudes, one of the beautiful Beatitudes that our Lord lays out for the behavior of the Christian. He said to us, Blessed are the peacemakers. And you'll see why it's so critical for us as Christians that we are always agents of reconciliation. While he was in that prison camp in Poland, the Polish guards has said, and I quote, treated me with the most humane behavior. I have never known such human kindness. So here he is in prison. The Polish guards treating this monster, this Nazi filth, with love. Slowly, his heart begins to melt. On Holy Week, as he's sitting in his jail cell, far in the distance, Hess hears the bells of a Catholic church. Which is, by the way, if you ever come to the 10 a.m. Mass here, I instructed the ushers, you know, to ring the outside bell in front of here during the consecration. Oh, you should hear me if you ever come to the 10 a.m. Mass. I tell them, ring that bell as loud as possible. And they ring it, and they ring it, and they ring it. Because I want all of my neighbors to hate me with that bell. Huh? I want them to hear it, especially if they're sleeping in on Sunday morning, because their butts better be in here. And so that bell is a reminder Sunday is different. Hess hears that bell and immediately asks the guards, can you have a priest come to hear my confession? Amazingly, at the shrine of divine mercy, where eventually, of course, this devotion would take, take root. There was a, survive, a priest survivor by the name of Father Vladislav Lone. 
who happened to speak perfect German. Father Lone goes to Hess, and he would hear his confession. Could you imagine that confession? Him kneeling down, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I have killed three million people. The next day, Father Lone returns because this time he brings him Holy Communion. And through the testimony of those Polish guards that was present in the room, it said that Rudolf Hess knelt down, received our Lord on his tongue, of course. And the moment that he did, Hess collapsed on the ground and wept like a little baby. The killer of three million, now restored and brought back to life. This man was going to eternal damnation, and rightly so. He inflicted unimaginable suffering upon generations of people. But because he repented through the gift that was given to the apostles on this very day, in this beautiful reading of the gospel, a man who was dead now lives. Where is the Third Reich? Hitler was supposed to, to build an empire that would last a thousand years. Collapsed in decades. Who now lives? Rudolf Hess. A conqueror of the world now. Not through tanks or planes, but now through his love of the Lord. Now do you see why Jesus says, peace be with you. There's no other way for peace than Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.